In this presentation, we will be taking a look at the earned income credit, taking a look at the question of whether we can claim the earned income credit, this time looking at publication 596, more of a table format rather than a questionnaire format, more of a stepping out in a big picture type of format rather than a step-by-step -step process type format. Can I claim the EIC earned income credit? To claim the EIC earn income credit, you must meet certain rules. These rules are summarized in table one. So we're going to consider this table. We looked at this kind of in a questionnaire type format, but this is the overview. So we can get into kind of an overarching type of idea. So this first column, first you must meet all the rules in this column. These are going to be rules for everyone. So first column, rules for everyone. Your adjusted gross income, the AGI, and remember what that is on the tax return. The adjusted gross income is line seven on the tax return but you can think of it kind of just basically as a general uh, income limitation that we have on it so that's going to be 49194 or 54884 for married filing jointly so we have different of course limits for married versus basically all other filing status we can think of single or head of household household being most typical if you have three or more qualified children so that's three or more children that are qualified children and then the income levels well, okay, what if we had two or two qualified children? Then the income levels are 45,802 and 51,492, married filing joint or all other filing status, single head of household, most common. So, and then if we have the next item, if you have one qualifying child, we've got 40,320 or 46,10. Again, uh, married filing joint, obviously the higher number and the lower number for those that are uh, not or single or head of household and then finally if you don't have a qualifying child then we have the limits of the 20,950 and the 15,270 so you can see this table is a little bit more straightforward to just lay out the qualifications and we can see them in well, all basically one step and this is in the publication if you want to take a look at this and then two you must have a valid social security number by uh, the due date of your 2018 return, including the extension. So we have to have the social security number. That's how the IRS, we're a number to the IRS, and that's the social security number. Number three, your filing status can't be married filing separately. So specifically, if you if you say married filing, and you can, you can think about why that would be if you're having a joint return, if you're married, and then you say, well, if I file separately, I can get this earned income credit. And the IRS is saying, no, you can't have a separate file instead. It's just simply to take the earned income credit. And so they're just going to eliminate that by not allowing any filing separately to take that credit. Number four, you must be a U.S. citizen or resident alien all year. So that we have the U.S. citizen or resident test. Number five, you can't file Form 255 or Form 255EZ. And we'll talk more in depth about these rules as we go through the publication, but that's related to foreign income. So there's limitations related to foreign income if we had foreign income. Number six, your investment income must be 3,500 or less. So if investment income dividends and interest being the most common too, if those are high, then the IRS would be thinking, well, you have a lot of assets and therefore you shouldn't really need this earned income credit possibly. And that could disqualify that as well. Number seven, you must have earned income. And that means that you have to have some earned income. You would think that the earned income credit, uh, you would think that the credit itself is there for people that have low income, I mean, you know, people that you know need something have low, lower income. But then, of course, there's some income limitation and they want some income. So that's really kind of funny the way it works is, is that uh, the credit could actually increase as income goes up, as you earn more. 
and then it kind of it's going to taper off at some point and then and then of course you lose the credit at some point so so that kind of that's kind of a funny way the credit works and you'll have to that's why it's a little bit hard to think about and calculate because of that but you can understand why the, to do that because they want to incentivize income so moving on uh, second you must meet all the rules in one of these columns whichever applies so here we go this column rules if you have a qualifying child so now we're going to say okay what if i have a qualifying child now i have separate rules these are the rules for everybody now we're going to say here are the rules specific to that condition of a qualified child as opposed to the rules over here if you do not have a qualifying child so rules if we have a qualifying child eight your child must meet the relationship age residency and joint return tests we'll talk more about those but just th those would be what ne would need to be happening there for the qualifying child number nine your qualifying child can't be used by more than one person to claim the eic credit or an income credit in other words if there's a divorced husband and wife or something like that or some other condition where the child might be qualifying for more than one return you can't claim the earned income credit with the same child in different returns typically uh, number 10 you can't be a qualifying child of another person so if you yourself if we were a qualifying child of somebody else then we can't really file for the earned income credit for our tax return because we might be a qualifying child for someone else to qualify for their tax return okay so we'll go to these rules rules if you do not have a qualifying child so what if we don't have a qualifying child then these are the rules here you must be at least age 25 uh, but under 65 so we have this age limitation applied if we don't have the qualifying child 12 you can't be the dependent of another person so in this case it's a dependency note test here we can't be the dependent of somebody else and claim the earned income credit uh so and then number 13 you can't be a qualifying child of another person so similar kind of restriction here you can't be a qualified child of another person and claim the earned income credit 14 you must have lived in the united states for more than half of the year so we got to be uh, living here for more than half the year again these are general just general rules within the table there's more depth in the publications we'll talk about later and then third uh, you must meet the rule in this column uh, figure four figuring and claiming your earned income credit the earned income credit must the earned income sorry earned income must be less than now this looks a lot like the step one here but notice it's a little bit different because this is your adjusted gross income agi and this is your earned income they might be the same because note on, on line one and these are going to be basically income areas uh, and line one is usually your kind of you where a lot of your earned income might be because it's wages and salaries and whatnot. Uh, but so in this case, the, the, you could be taking the earned income and there might be some things that could adjust basically the earned income as opposed to the adjusted gross income, which are generally adjusted by the items that are on uh, schedule one. So typically you have income here and then the adjusted gross incomes are these items that might actually decrease it. Uh, kind of like deductions adjustments to income deductions above the line deductions that could adjust the agi so in any case you got the same kind of limitations 49 194 and 54 884 for married filing jointly if you have three qualifying children same over here except now we're not talking about the agi but the earned income 54 802 or 51 492 for married filing jointly if you have two children 40,330, 320, or 46,10 for married filing jointly if you have one qualifying child. And finally, 15,270 or 20,950 for married filing jointly if you don't have 
a qualifying child. Next item, back to the text. Do I need this publication? So there's certain times when uh, there's two main areas we're looking at to see if we qualify and we have the, the publication here and we got the instructions for the 1040. There are some specific areas where you'd need to go to the publication uh, and sometimes you could just go to the, the 1040. The 1040 is more of a straight line by line instruction type thing questionnaire uh, and the, the publication will typically give more detail and it'll give some more detail in those circumstances where they're a bit more complex circumstances. So it's often useful to go to the publication for the explanation, the details, such as this chart. Uh, but uh, you and you have to go to the publication in certain cases when basically the questionnaire and the worksheet on the 1040 aren't enough. So certain people who file form 1040 must use worksheet one in this publication instead of step two in their form 1040 instructions when they are checking whether they can take the earned income credit. You. Uh, you are one of those people if any of the following statements are true for 2018. So these are the conditions that would be true that would mean that you have to use basically the publication information here. You are filing a Schedule E. That's going to be dealing with typically rental income or some kind of passive income typically. Uh, next item, you are reporting income from rental or personal property not used in a trade or, or business. So you got that rental property again. Next item, you are reporting income on Schedule 1, Form 1040, Line 21, from Form 8814 related to election to report child's interest and dividends. And you have income or loss from passive activity. So passive activity rules uh, could apply to rental property and other type of uh, income where you basically have passive income rules. So if those items apply, then you'd have to come here. You are reporting an amount on Schedule 1, Form 1040, Line 13, that includes an amount uh, from Form 4797. So we'll talk a little bit more about some of these items as we go through some of the publications. These are going to be, of course, more unusual items for individuals who would be looking to file for an earned income credit. Back to the text. If none of the statements above apply to you, your tax form instructions may have all the information you need to find out if you can claim the earned income credit and figure your uh, earned income credit. So in other words, if those specific conditions don't apply, you may just be able to go to the 1040 instructions that relate to the earned income credit and go through that questionnaire and that might be enough. You might want more detail in this publication uh, but you might, it might be enough just to calculate with the, the form 1040. If those conditions do apply, then you would typically have to come to this, this publication and get that information related to those special circumstances. You may not need this publication, but you can read it to find out whether you can take the earned income credit and learn more about the earned income credit. So this is going to give us more detail uh, about the earned income credit rather than just basically a, a questionnaire type format. 